welcome to the Financial Planning for Canadian Business Owners podcast. You will hear about industry insights with award-winning financial planner and entrepreneur, Jason Pereira. Through the interviews with different experts with their stories and advice, you will learn how you can navigate the challenges of being an entrepreneur, plan for success, and make the most of your business and life. And now, your host, Jason Pereira. Hello and welcome. Today on the show, I have Mark Patterson, Executive Director of Magnet. Magnet is a social innovation platform out of Ryerson University that works to help small businesses navigate the talent markets and find support for their growing initiatives. And with that, here's my interview with Mark. Mark, thanks for taking the time. Great to be here, Jason. So Mark Patterson of Magnet, tell us about Magnet. Yeah, so Magnet's a project out of Ryerson University. And what we've been focused on is trying to help understand how we can support employers to access talent. So, you know, finding the talent to grow the business is a critical issue for all businesses. How to access new markets and opportunities to learn about all of the different programs and supports that are available to help, for example, businesses expand into international markets and increase their exports and also help them access uh, different supports that are provided by government. Sometimes it's a very difficult uh, landscape to navigate. It's hard to, for example, connect to the right school to find the right student that might be able to help you support your business. So we work across those areas, helping businesses to navigate what is often a fragmented and complex environment. Yeah, I think anyone who's ventured off into starting their own business has discovered very quickly that the job of making widgets or delivering a service of widgets is not as simple as hanging a shingle and getting started, right? There's any number of compliance issues that you have with governments, any number of regulatory things you have to concern yourself with, insurances, and that's just a starting point. But what often is missed is exactly what you've been talking about, is that, hey, government announces all these programs from time to time about, hey, we're going to help businesses grow XYZ or do whatever it is or whatever it might be. And people really don't know where to start. They'll often talk to their accounts, but their accounts typically look at everything from a tax lens. They'll talk to advisors who you know, will typically take a look through a tax lens. And there's a number of these programs just that fall way outside of our purview. So, so it's a program like this is, is hugely important for, for, not just, for not just informing people, but leveraging those, um, those platforms. So tell me about what the impetus was for the creation of Magnet. Like, where did it come from? Yeah, so I my history is I actually worked at Ryerson University in the career services uh, space, so helping employers connect to students at Ryerson. And we started to realize that, hey, you know, the challenges, you know, we could make it easier for them to hire the right student at Ryerson, but they were often looking across many institutions or across many community-based employment service organizations and often having a challenge finding the right place. So we really started thinking about it at a systems level. And something unique about Ryerson as a university is, is right in its kind of charter and mandate is supporting economic development for businesses mm-hmm. and companies. So we were very interested in trying to figure out the systemic level issues of how businesses navigate in these key areas, like any of the literature uh, research on what are the biggest barriers to a small business growth is was kind of these three 
kind of pillars, finding the right talent to help them grow their business at the right time, accessing new markets and opportunities to sell their product or service. So how do they connect to new new markets, new um, places to sell uh, their product or service, and then having the capital to grow to do that. So the government, it's not for lack of programs. The government has many, many, many programs. What we noticed in our research was the challenge was actually small businesses, especially navigating those, learning about it, as you mentioned. I mean, small businesses, if you, I grew up, uh, you know, in a family that, that ran and owned small businesses. So I had that perspective, but you're worried about running your business, right? You're worried about the day-to-day and all the other things that you mentioned. And oftentimes you hear about a program, but then you go open it up and find out about it on some website. And then you find out you're not old and you go to the next website and look at the next program. And, you know, you read the fine print and you find out you're not eligible and then you give up. It's not to say that there aren't programs out there, but it's navigating that and having the time to do that because there are so many other pressures on your time. So what we decided to do was um, build a, a platform where an employer could come in. They could give us a little bit of their context or background when they build their account on, on this uh, platform. And we actually curate all of the content for them. So if we know, for example, somebody's in the agricultural sector and they're of a certain size and they're interested in a certain export market, we can make sure they get the funding programs that are relevant to them, which is going to be different than maybe somebody in the biotech sector looking for a different type of funding. So that was kind of the key underlying motivation. And like I said, the talent piece. So there are many programs. There's tons of funding for small businesses to to hire students or help them hire students. So we have a program right now called the Student Work Placement Program where we can actually refund uh, 75% of the salary that any small business uh, pays when hiring a student. So if you hire a co-op student, we're able to refund 75% of the salary that you pay. But again, the challenge is getting the word out to small businesses and making it easier for them. I think anybody who's probably filled out a a government grant application or gone through a process knows it's not the easiest thing, but it is worthwhile if you can kind of cut through the the, uh, noise and make sure that you know the program that you're eligible for and a process to get through that. So that's really what we're trying to do because I think at the end of the day, we all win if our small businesses are able to succeed and, and we can remove some of these barriers that they face to growth. Absolutely. I mean, small business is the backbone of any economy. And frankly, I mean, what you're looking at is is almost to some degree a digital concierge of all the services you have there. Whereas before the concierge was Google, which was high, <laughs> less than effective, wonderful in many things, but less than effective at this. And then, yeah, I mean, the reality is, is that these programs, when they get listed on government websites, I don't know if government website writers are supposed to be boring or just supposed to look like they're you know, trying to make it convoluted and very heavily compliant. But the reality is, is that no one has fun reading a government website and navigating all the checkboxes of do I qualify here or not, it gets redundant and it gets, it gets daunting for, for the average person who's not used to this sort of thing. So I think what you've done, this kind of centralized hub for one identity that is clearly taking a more kind of tech-centric, user-friendly, let's onboard you and then serve up what is available to you is absolutely the way to go. So how long have you guys been at this? Yeah, so we, it's been a process. So we, we started actually, even though we're at Ryerson, it kind of feels like we're a small business and a startup trying to solve this problem. So, but we've been at it since uh, 2014. We have over 350 partner organizations and communities across Canada. We work with a lot of 
local chambers of commerce and, and other organizations. So our, our approach is working through those community-based organizations that also have trusted relationships with the small businesses in their community. But we've had a lot of success. It's uh, taken a, a few years to bring this together, but really excited where we are right now. And it's it's not to say <laughs> your comment is right. And and I in building this, I looked at a lot of government websites and I looked and at a went, lot of went cross eyed and fell asleep over time. Yeah, <laughs> we could make it easier. You know, the government has in recent years, the federal government uh, in particular has been looking at developing concierge services and so on. But it is a complicated landscape. And the thing to think about is if you're somebody who has a problem, like a small business that has a problem, and you go out looking for the funding, it can be a very daunting exercise to weed through all the programs that are available. And like I said, find out you're not eligible for 95% of them. What we did is allow a company to give us their context. So what size are you? What sector are you in? Where's your, your interest lie as far as export, et cetera, et cetera. And we've reversed the process so that we can send you all the programs that you actually apply for. So instead of having like two or 300 programs to look through, you'll get 12 to 20 programs to look through on average. And that's that's a big difference because they're all going to be focused. And, and you'll know that uh, there are very high likelihood you're going to be eligible. The other, the other piece, the talent piece is huge uh, for business. Uh -huh. It's uh, a challenge because we, on one side, we hear a lot from businesses saying we can't find the talent to grow the business. We just got a big contract. We can't find the right people to, to manage this. But on the other hand, we also hear from individuals that they're, they're having a hard time finding meaningful, stable work as well, right? So there's something going on there where there's also a disconnect. And part of it is, is another example is, you know, if you're a small business and you want to hire a specific type of student from, say, a post-secondary institution, until we built uh, this network, you had to go to every single institution separately to get your mm -hmm. job on their job board. We've actually created a facility where with one posting through our platform, we can actually distribute it and have it go into the internal job board of the institution. So just another example, when I, I say we're trying to look at system solutions to make it easier for small business to navigate, that's just a, another example. But it is it is very daunting. And it's not, like I said, for lack of funding or programs. There are hundreds of programs and funding opportunities for small business uh, right mm -hmm. now across the country, whether you're hiring talent or building a new uh, technology and need research support or many other uh, types of funding and doing an international market entry to look at a new market. There's funding, many, many programs, but navigating it is very challenging. And we find most people, most companies kind of give up on that path. Well, I get that. I mean, just a simple act of even, like you said, hiring a student, right? You're probably going to default to your local closest colleges or universities simply because of convenience as opposed to spreading that that net wider. And God knows who you're missing out on because of that. And, and, and for the record, I mean, the talent issue is absolutely an issue. Uh, everyone I talk to on my other podcast, FinTech Impact, when I ask about like what the biggest challenge has been to get the company to where it is today, almost universally, the response is the talent. The talent, find the people, find the people. Now, you know, some areas of technology tend to have less supply and that's part of the problem, but just acquisition and where you find these people even coming out of school is difficult. So it's, uh, it is, and as, as a business owner who's, you know, had his ups and downs of HR issues, because every business owner is going to have an up and down of HR issues, fully understand that, that struggle. So let's talk about, that's the employment side. Let's talk about the programs you mentioned for export businesses. Tell me about the types of things that are available and the kind of support people can look for through your channels. 
Yeah, so just to give you an example, if you're a small business thinking about export, you're going to hear about, for example, EDC, Export Development Canada, or mm -hmm. BDC, or uh, Global Affairs Canada, or there could be programs run by the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, or the Chambers of Commerce, or your Provincial Ministry of International Trade. And oftentimes, again, each of those will have different programs for different segments, sectors, et cetera. So what we do is we have partnerships where we learn about these programs, often in advance of them being launched. We load them into our platform and they automatically kind of curate to the companies that they're relevant for. So what we did is we did an assessment of all of the typical funding criteria that government programs use to determine eligibility. And then we built a profile on our platform. So you can give us, when you, you build a program as a small business, you can give an indication of who your business is, kind of what markets are in, the sectors are in, et cetera. And then we just reverse the process where the, the right funding programs will come to you versus you trying to figure out across all of them. And that's kind of what I was saying before when there could be 250 different programs that you might be eligible for, but you'll typically get about 10 to 12 that you are sure you're going to be in the kind of the ballpark for. We're, I often say we're getting you into the court, like getting the ball in the court. It might not be in the net, but it's a lot better than <laughs> not being in the court at all. So Absolutely. it certainly reduces the amount of time and effort to find the right support. So there are a lot of these organizations do amazing work and they have support organizations and we're not replacing the work that EDC, BDC, Global Affairs, et cetera, and other organizations do. We're just helping the employer navigate and get to the right supports available for them at the point in time and in the context that they find themselves when they're using the platform. Excellent. So in terms of the... Um the mandate. I mean, how many programs are you currently compiling? It sounds like, <laughs> you know, just the ones you mentioned, I've already lost count. You know, is there, is there, do you actually have a head count on this <laughs> or is it just getting too big to get to? to yeah, no, it kind of ebbs and flows. And I think one of the interesting things that there has certainly been a, a surge in efforts to fund and support business, especially given the current context uh, with the pandemic and with COVID. Um, and the impact on businesses and certain sectors, and there's likely to be more support. So I think a lot of the funding to date has been around supporting workers in transition mm -hmm. or what we would classify as workforce development. But I think as we start to become more focused on economic recovery, especially in hard hit sectors, there's going to be more programs. So there are literally there are literally hundreds of programs depending on where you are and what your focus is. So like I said, there are a bunch of different categories. If, if you were to say, well, is there any subsidy to help me hire a student? Yes, there are many subsidies. There's about $1.5 billion in funding going into helping small business hire students. If you were to ask me, is there a way I can partner with an institution to do some research uh, or help me do some AI algorithm for my new tech platform and I want to partner with a professor at an institution? Yes, there are many funding programs for that through NSERC, sure. Not um, the first thing that comes to most people's minds, but my goodness, my tax, the fact that's there. Exact, exa yeah. Exactly. If I want to grow my exports, how do I do that? There are lots of government supports and funding through agencies like we've already mentioned. If I wanted to do other things, Things like insure my export uh, business. Other th so there are many, many, many programs. And like I said, it's, it's often, you know, the government will launch a new program trying to get attention on it 
tweak it a little bit, but still have the other programs. And you just get this fragmentation of, of programs across different industries. You'll have provincial programs that are fairly analogous to federal programs. If you have a successful program, every level of government's want to, going to want to create a similar program. <laughs> so you end up getting this massive proliferation of program. What funding pots have money at what time? What can I navigate? What are they focused on? Application um, deadlines. I know I've encountered these problems deadlines. before. Exactly. And like I said, larger or medium-sized businesses, once you get into the larger scale, they have departments or people that are responsible for maximizing these kind of benefits, just like you would, I'm sure, counsel your small businesses on maximizing their tax structure and, and other mm -hmm. things. There are, when you get to a certain size, uh, larger businesses know all the programs and they have a department that makes sure they, they take advantage of the ones that they're eligible for. But oftentimes, small businesses it's, are just overwhelmed. So we're trying to do what we can to make it easier. There's still work to do, but I think, like you said, we all know that small businesses are the backbone of the Canadian economy. They are the employers of our workforce, and we need to do, it's not necessarily putting more money into the system. We need to remove the barriers that make it hard for, for small business to mm -hmm. access what's already available. Agreed. It's uh, it's unfortunate. I mean, a lot of these things just go by the wayside because people just don't know they're there. And the number yeah, of or, or frankly, companies that have done it once and are used to it and have navigated it will take advantage of it over and over. But others that haven't kind of gone through that process are unaware, are not taking advantage of, of these things that could really be helpful. Yeah, I liken it to a little bit to a scholarship situation. A number of times I've basically had this conversation in the past with people who either run these organizations that have to grant scholarships or whatever it might be. And oftentimes, like they just they'll give it to someone that they're like, well, normally the criteria we would expect something better, someone with a higher academic background or whatever it is, but we only we have to choose between the applicants. And if we don't get the people we're looking for from the applicants, we're gonna settle, and unfortunate word to use, for the person who gets the best of the group. Right. So all too often, some of these things, you just, you just got to take a crack at them. And if you don't know that they're out there and I always encourage students is like, look up every scholarship you possibly can. And as long as you're not eliminated by process of gender, race or whatever it might be, apply, because even if your marks aren't what they should be, there's still a chance. And I'm sure that some of that has to apply to government programs where they, they're mandated to you know spend X amount of money on the companies they support. And maybe there's better candidates out there, but those candidates just aren't applying. Absolutely. And so I could talk a lot about you know that issue. So we also, interestingly enough, do kind of similar things for students as well on our platform on the, the kind of student account side. But there's a lot of work to do. I always use the example. We used to, um, again, when I was in career services, knew a lot more about the, the scholarships and so on. But, you know, there could be a cultural scholarship for people of Italian descent as an, just a random mm -hmm. example. And people just don't know about it. And it could be $5,000 for one page, <laughs> one page application. And it is what you wow. say, like they, so we're all overwhelmed by the amount of content and information and all of the different channels coming at us. And like you said, Google used to be really effective, but I challenge anybody right now to go on Google and even restrict it to Canadian search or Ontario search and search for programs to help me do more export business. And you'll see how many results come up and then you'll know 
kind of what I'm talking about. And you're not going to sit there. You're not going to probably look past the first couple of uh, search results, and it's probably not going to have the program that's right for you. So we need a better way to make sure we're cutting through the noise, especially for small businesses, and especially at this time when success and growth of small business is going to have a huge impact on society-wide on the future standard of living for all Canadians. So that's why we're passionate about it. We don't have all the answers, but we're certainly going to do what we can to help make sure small businesses know about these programs. Good. Curious, any large-scale success stories that you can share? Uh, you know, people came to you at an early stage early on and have since just kind of shot the lights out and become household names at this point, or is it just a little too early in the uh, the evolution? Yeah, no, we have we have a lot of examples of, so we, we often, I mean, one of the things is we're kind of referring people and we once we refer or let them know that, hey, this program at EDC is perfect for you, we can lose track of it. But oftentimes, small businesses have come back and with kind of thank you notes for us, they took the time to say, hey, you, you helped us navigate and get through this. So we've had a lot of, of that success. One program in particular that I would like to highlight right now, and again, for any, any businesses listening that have hired post-secondary students from like a co-op or an internship or program that we would call work integrated learning. So an experiential learning program where the student is getting, they're doing like a four month or eight month placement with you. We have funding right now, like I said, to refund 75% of the salary and we could still look at fall and winter. So if you have already hired and you're employing a student right now, we would potentially be able to support you through the application and uh, refund 75% of the salary as reimbursement. So we something we've I have got, to finish looking into right now, actually. <laughs> yeah, we have we have thousands of companies that we've supported uh, through that, and we have the capacity to support thousands more right now. So that's been a, a great program, and particularly in this year when there was a lot of uncertainty, especially with uh, smaller businesses about, well, I was going to hire or I traditionally hire a co-op student, but I'm in shutdown or, you know, we're locked down or we're all working remotely. How would that work? I just don't know how to wrap my head around that. So this funding has been really impactful, not only to help small businesses get the capacity they need by hiring students, but also to give students opportunities to develop the skills that employers are going to need um, when they graduate. So it's been really great for both small business and for students, and it's uh, supported by the Government of Canada through ESDC, Economic Social Development Canada, and it's available to all small businesses. It's actually even available to hospitals and long-term care facilities in the current context. And like I said, it's great for both the small business and also for the students. So if people want to get started, it sounds like it's a pretty straightforward experience, but talk to me about the onboarding experience and how long it takes for business to get set up on your platform. Yeah. So the one that I'm going to suggest, so again, we have one place where you can kind of get all of these services or support. So we've talked about is if you go to a website, export.magnet.today. So that's the URL. So www.export.magnet.today. You'll be able to do, it's it's set up really around kind of the export and funding opportunities, but you'll also be able to access talent and all of the other programs within the platform. If you're to set up a full platform and give us your, your context, uh, sorry, an account on the platform, it would take you know less than five minutes. And then you'll start receiving kind of targeted opportunities within 12 hours of signing up and you can use it to hire. So if you, if you find yourself having to go to multiple job boards to post to different 
uh, post-secondary institutions or you're having a problem finding that student from the program that fits at your local institution, you can, with one posting, uh, send your posting out to over 100 post-secondary institutions across Canada um, through that same platform. So five minutes to set up. You'll start getting notifications. You can set your preferences as far as email notifications. We don't expect you to have to come back in and you can set the frequency of, of how often you receive those. But I think you'll find that a lot of the opportunities that you'll receive will be very customized to what you need and your context at the current time. So, Mark, I thank you for this. I also thank you for the entire organization for this effort, because my goodness, someone who's personally navigated some of this and been frustrated by it, this is something that was sorely needed. In fact, I'm ashamed to say I have not fully set up my profile yet. That is something I'll be working on probably next weekend. And I encourage everyone who's listening, if you're a small business owner, to basically take the time. There's literally nothing to lose, right? This is a free service. So end of the day, someone tapping you on the shoulder digitally and saying, by the way, did you know that there's this pot of money here to help you grow your business or help you protect your business or hire people? Like, my goodness, like, where have you been all my life? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And, and we're always uh, open to feedback because I think this is, like I said, it's something where we're going to be continuing to try and improve and make this more and more relevant and meaningful to small business. We're looking at adding additional functionality and supports uh, to help small businesses um, train and support their employees as well. So there's a lot of additional things coming in, exciting things that uh, we'll be announcing over the next year as well. So um, let us know, give us feedback, tell us what we could do to help you uh, navigate. And we're certainly trying to be there to support Despite everything we said about the government, I think there are a lot of great people in government that are also mm -hmm. <laughs> trying to do what they can to support small business. It's in all of our interest, but we need to find ways to make it easier for you to access it. So hopefully yeah, this helps. 100%. Yeah, you know, they're, they're not, I'm not trying to demonize uh, the powers that be, <laughs> but you know, they're... Sometimes when you're when you're in that environment, the uh, some of the simplicity of how things work on the outside world is lost upon you. <laughs> but and it gets and you know what? It's it's complex and convoluted, right? Like as you said, a program will come out that has a lot of overlap with another program, and that other program's still there, but it falls by the wayside. You know, it's just things are not as efficient as they could be, but nevertheless, hey, they're there for us to take advantage of and they should be taken advantage of. Absolutely. Excellent. So Mark, uh, one last thing, uh, just to confirm website, where can people find you? Yeah, so our main uh, page is the URL is magnet.today. So mm -hmm. not.com, not.ca, it's magnet.today. You can sign up there, and but uh, the one I'm recommending to most of uh, your kind of demographic of listeners where you'll also get all the services and support is at export.magnet.today. And that's where you can find us. And there's, uh, you can submit any kind of contact information or follow up directly with us through the website if, uh, if you're looking to contact us as well. Well, Mark, thank you yet again. Uh, sincerely appreciate it. Great. Thanks so much, Jason. And that was my interview with Mark Patterson of Magnet. Clearly, as you can see, this is a wonderful resource for anyone in business, given the abundance of programs that exist and the difficulty in navigating them. So I, I am not just being overly boastful when I say this. Please make sure that if you're a business owner, sign up for this. You have nothing to lose. If you were an advisor listening to this, mass email all your business owner clients and get them to sign up for this. There is no downside. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please review on iTunes, Stitcher, or whatever is your podcast. Until next time, take care. This podcast was brought to you by Woodgate Financial, an award-winning financial planning firm catering to high net worth individuals, business owners, and their families. To learn more, go to woodgate.com. 
You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify, or find more episodes at jasonperera.ca. You can even ask Surrey, Alexa, or Google Home to subscribe for you.